Welcome back to Wayfinding. I'm Audrey. And I'm Tilly. We are so excited to be back recording the first episode of our second season. It's been a while, but we're ready to continue our conversations. In this episode, we are talking about friendship, what goes into a good friendship, how we navigate friendship as introverts, and how we take care of ourselves when a friendship feels overwhelming. Okay, so friend is a really ambiguous word. I don't even know what it means. It's like someone you met once in a coffee shop and you're never going to see that person again. Or it could potentially mean the person you love most in this world, who is like your rock grounding you in reality. And I think for me, I fall more on the person you love most in the world side of the spectrum. For me, friendship is kind of like the meat of life. It's essential to who I am. Um, I put so much time and energy and love into my friendships. But for the sake of defining friendship, I decided to Google it. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) And see what popped up. Um, The first two definitions of friendship are kind of vague, as I expected, talking about being in relationship with or being acquainted with. Again, what does that even mean? But the third definition, which is um, a political definition, it actually resonated the most with me. And that definition is, quote, a state of mutual trust and support between allied nations. And this oddly encapsulates what I think of friendship. Um, I'm not a very casual person, so of course this weighty definition about international relations is the one (laughs) that sticks out to me. Um, But there are two parts of the definition that I love, the first being mutual trust and support, and the second one being allied. Because friendship for me is, of course, this mutual trust and support. I need to trust who you are as a person, truly. I need to believe in you, to be good, to show up, to care in the same way that I believe in myself. Because I think if you are my friend, you are my ally. I am your ally. We're kind of working together at this thing called life. We're making it bearable (laughs) for each other. We're showing up for each other. I am in your corner. I have your back. And I need to know that that's reciprocated in order for the friendship to be true. But that's a lot. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Um, What do you think makes a good friendship for you? Okay, so I guess I should preface by saying that I sort of view friendship a little bit differently than you do. Okay. Um, I very much, like, love my friends and feel that they contribute to my identity, but probably not in the same way that they do for you like I kind of think of friendship as sort of a bonus like I sometimes feel which I'm not saying that this is a good thing but I sometimes think that like I'm the only person I can rely on at the end of the day maybe excluding like my family yeah um but I just kind of think of a friend as someone who I am comfortable hanging out one-on-one with like we can go get dinner together and that that's very comfortable for both of us um but I think most of all it's like a person who number one I enjoy spending time with but number two someone who like when I'm with them I really 
like myself and feel like I'm a true version of myself. Mm. Um, so I think this can like incorporate a lot of different things. One of them is just like compatible love language, uh, love languages. (laughs) Like if, if I like, for example, really value like quality time, it's important to me that a friend can like provide that quality time with me, Yeah, you know? Um, so kind of more surface level (laughs) than the, like, you know, going through life with them, but that's definitely something that I would like love to experience. Yeah. I think also I have younger twin brothers and I spent my whole life watching them have this like built in best friend and they truly are going through life together. They were in the womb together. So (laughs) I grew up so envious of that friendship. And then when I was five, I met this girl in school and she and I became best friends and we have been best friends ever since. We went to different high schools, we go to different colleges now, but she was always kind of my protector in school. I was a really shy kid, um, not great at school, struggled in a lot of areas and she was always there for me. She was really in my corner the entire time and I remember thinking so often, why is she still here? I, why is she my friend? I'm so undeserving of this relationship. But it definitely taught me that for me, friendship is this no matter what idea. She was there to protect me and now I feel like I protect her. We have each other's backs. It's a very intense kind of relationship. And I think friendship is this like mutual engagement in life struggles. I still stand by that idea, but I really appreciate what you're saying, Audrey, that it can also just be a safe space. Friendship can be a safe space and a place to be yourself. And it doesn't necessarily need to be this, like, we're going through life, we're fighting the battles together. Like, it can be more casual and fun, and friendship doesn't have to be, like, a death bond or something. (laughs) But also, like, that raises a really, like, interesting point that, not every friend needs to exist on that like level of depth like and like not every friend has to be the perfect friend for you like you can get different things from different people like I can go to this person when I just want to have a good time but I can go to this person when I like really need help with something you know so like it's almost like friendship to me is like a toolkit (laughs) Mm. (laughs) not that I'm like (laughs) using my friends yeah what kind of tool am I (laughs) (laughs) but just like there when I I don't know like need it or want it but I'm also I think just like an individual who's really independent and like I I like trust myself with everything yeah um and I also think just like I've I've had my fair share of like best friends but also like big friend groups and I think my friendships like the way that I handle friendships is that they just kind of naturally like ebb and flow (laughs) like I tend to grow apart from people who I don't spend a lot of time with um and that's something that to me is perfectly okay yeah and like I think that's one of the things that's like really exciting to me about life is that I Like, there's still so many people who I haven't even met yet who could become, like, those really important friends to me. Right. 
and I'm like okay with letting go of friends that aren't working for either of us anymore and I think I have a bit more of this like ride or die mentality right um I still consider my my high school friends like my best friends and Mm -hmm. the friends I've made at Colby there's only a few that I would consider like my best friends but I do plan on being friends with them for the rest of my life and that's the goal that's always been the goal um but I like this idea you're bringing up of like you can let friends go yeah which is tough because it's not like a relationship where you can break like break up um but also like people grow in different directions sometimes and like sometimes a friendship can hold you back from being like the person you want to be for whatever reason and that but actually it's not a friendship yeah right yep <laughs> it becomes something else and I think for me I can tell when a friendship is no longer working anymore when I start being like jealous of their success or like I'm watching them grow and maybe they're growing faster than I am and achieving things that I want to achieve and I get like jealous or competitive Mm. I think that's normally when I feel like a friendship like that's like my sign that a friendship isn't working for me anymore when you start resenting the fact that they're doing well right right um do you have like a sign that a friendship isn't working that you Mm. normally pick up on I think it's when I start feeling nervous or hesitant to tell my friend important things about myself or what's happening in my life, what's happening inside my head, as soon as I start going quiet about that stuff, I think that's a sign because I am a pretty private person by nature and part of the beauty of a friendship for me is being able to share and be really honest and transparent. And as soon as I start filtering myself, as soon as I start hesitating and holding things back, it's a sign that the trust isn't there for whatever reason. And I don't know. The The richness of the friendship starts fading away, of course, when you you stop sharing and you stop probably hearing what's going on with them in return. And it kind of goes brittle and thin. Yeah, and I, I think that goes back to what we already kind of touched on earlier, which is this idea of a safe space, like a judgment-free zone where you can share anything without any like fear that the friendship will be affected. Okay, so I talk a big game about loving my friends and being really invested in them, but the honest truth is that I kind of hate people. (laughs) Um, I'm very introverted and Audrey, I know you are too. I am so curious about how you navigate friendships as an introvert. Yeah, okay, so that's very difficult for me. Um, I think the first thing is that my friends are all very aware of my social batteries limitations. So for someone to really be a good friend for me, they need to understand that there are times where I will just refuse to rally and I need to just be by myself and they need to not take it personally and just know that that's a part of who I am and honestly like advocate for that alone time for you yes like Audrey needs her introvert power hour let's not bother her someone (laughs) who can like stand up for you in that way 
that's huge. I totally understand. That's everything. Um, but I think beyond that, my interpretation of your question more goes along the line of just being my own best friend. Like, to me, that's what being an introvert is all about. Like, I am most at peace and most myself when I'm by myself. And I honestly just love my own company so much. So when I hang out with people, like, they are competing with the best person in the world, (laughs) which is myself. Um, But it's also tough because, like, there's there's so many limits on like what you can do when you're by my by yourself like I don't know like it's things that should be fun kind of feel a little sad when you do them alone um like do you feel that way or do you feel like the world makes okay you feel that I way? think the world definitely makes me feel that way but I think with my own anxiety like it's less about feeling judged if I do something by myself and more about like not having that extra person there in case like something goes wrong mm-hmm. um which are probably just like my irrational fears that like whenever I do anything something is gonna go wrong but or even if it goes really right you don't have anyone to like celebrate with. with you or right. share with yeah. yeah but it's also great because you get to choose what you want to do like when I go to let's say like watch a hockey game at school by myself like I get to choose where I sit, how long I'm there, no one will bother me, (laughs) like, I can just sit there with my own thoughts, and, like, the conversation that goes on inside my brain is, like, the best conversation ever, so, yeah, I think that's, maybe that's, like, a little more context as to why I don't see friendships as being, like, a huge part of who I am, because, like, I seriously think that I am my own best friend, and it's, it's the best thing ever, so I highly recommend um, <laughs> that everyone works on their friendship with themselves. <laughs> what are what are your thoughts on that? Or like, I guess like, how do you see your friendships through the lens of an introvert? Yeah, I think my introversion draws the line between friend and acquaintance really well because I really do not love having acquaintances. I don't like meeting new people. I like doing the whole introduction thing. It's the worst. And the small talk thing. And then it's just like exhausting and you're not getting anything out of it. And honestly, small talk kind of like puts up barriers between you and other people, I'm convinced. Um, I don't love meeting up with people, making dinner plans, getting coffees, like all of that kind of social networking is does not come easy for me. I don't really enjoy it while I'm doing it. I dread it. I kind of live for the canceled plans. Yeah. Um, and like saying hi to people really randomly, responding to texts all the time, like that, I don't love any of that part. Um, so having acquaintances isn't really worth it for me. Of course, having friendships, which are very different, are the most worth it because that is the deep connection, the good conversation, the trust, the loyalty, all the stuff that we just talked about. Um, But as an introvert, I need to be really careful about who's my friend and who's my acquaintance and where am I putting my energy because I know I will get so exhausted if I try and like keep up with all these people. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think you and I both have friends 
who are really good with acquaintances. They kind of know everyone on campus. Yes. They have no problem with the five-minute catch-up conversation. They're so beloved. Um, And I think it's kind of funny because when I'm with those kinds of people, I think I come off as really cold and disinterested to their acquaintances. I never kind of chime into the conversation. I never introduce myself. I never say hi. I just kind of like wait for it to be over. So I come off as very like aloof, I think, (laughs) and maybe judgmental, which I think as a person, the opposite is true. Like I'm very... You're a very warm person. (laughs) (laughs) I consider myself very loving, at least. I'm like very invested and um, interested in the other one's life. But with acquaintances, the energy is just not there. Yeah, I, that's like so interesting because I kind of feel like even though we are both so introverted, I'm like the opposite where I don't love small talk, but that is where I can fake extroversion Mm. the best. Like there are so many people who are like shocked when I'm like, all right, heading to bed. And they're like, what? It's only 1030. Like the night's just getting started. Like all of that when really I just want to be by myself but I think like the trick that I've kind of learned is like once I've gotten past that small talk phase sort of and like I've decided okay I want to take this acquaintanceship further to a friendship I need to like be totally myself around them right away which includes communicating my introverted tendencies so that they know who they're dealing with, they know what the vibe is, and they're not, like, I don't know, offended if I cancel plans. And when I do cancel plans, I'm very straightforward about it and saying, like, I'm, I don't think I'm going to be a good conversationalist right now because I just do not have the energy. And I've only ever had good experiences with that. We need to normalize that. Yeah. I mean, it's, I, I don't know, like, I think when you're, I don't know, a college student and you have a busy schedule and you had to go to all these classes where you're participating and you're seeing all these people, sometimes you don't want to eat dinner with someone. Sometimes you just want to like pop in your headphones, eat dinner, decompress, and like, I don't know, not have to be like on for that other person. Yeah. So Tilly and I have been working on this theory that you're either a friend group person or a one-on-one friendship person. And this is different from being introverted or extroverted. Yes. It's the kind of friend dynamic, like, do you want to go out to dinner with three people, five people, or one person? Right. And so Tilly and I are, of course, (laughs) on different sides of this, um this theory and I am a friend group person in high school I had a really really big friend group of like 13 people um I didn't feel like any of them were my best friend um but what I really loved about it is that it was just always like a different combination of people because when you had that many people it was pretty rare that we were all able to make it to like the same hangout session And so from that experience, I have this little rule about friend groups um, that I would like to share. So this might be a hot take, but I think 
I think I'm really onto something here. So I think for a friendship, no, sorry, a friend group to be successful or meaningful or fulfilling or long lasting, every single combination of people in that friend group needs to work. So what I mean by that is that every single person needs to have some sort of individual friendship with every other person in the group. And that means that any combination of people should work without it being weird. And this is a really high expectation. Yeah, especially for a group of 13. <laughs> yeah, so let a me group clarify. Of four, I feel like that's doable. I don't think we had that in our group of 13. Okay. And obviously, this is going to get harder the more people you add. But I think that's kind of like the key. Because I think when groups fall apart, it's like when some people feel alienated or like they're they're maybe like ranked higher or lower than other people in the group but when everyone has an individual friendship it's like everyone's on the same playing field you have more than one person um available to you and uh like Tilly said like I'm just someone who I think I would get more out of a dinner with three, four, five people versus a one-on-one. And, like, I love those one-on-one meaningful conversations, but, like, for me, like, a group dynamic is just, like, my favorite thing ever, especially when it's functioning really well for everyone. Yeah. So maybe for you, like, the more friends, the the merrier? To a point? Uh, to a point. And, again, like, it's it's not just how many... It's not just am I friends with all of them, but it's are they friends with each other. So, I don't know. I think that's kind of a rare thing, but that's one of my, like, life goals for when I graduate and I make all these friends, (laughs) hopefully. (laughs) Like, I just have this idea of what I think a perfect friend group is, and I'm determined to make it happen. Yeah. All right. What is... What is your friendship style, your preferred friendship style? The one-on-one lifestyle. Oh, yes. Um, Yeah, so I think for me, the more friends you add to a situation, the less fun it becomes almost Um, because I know my relationship with that person. I know the ins and outs of it. I know how we communicate. I know what they know, what I know, how we work, and... That is what I value. When you throw someone else into the mix, the dynamic changes. You throw someone else in, it's even more different. And I kind of lose that connection with everyone. Um, I kind of withdraw into myself and feel like I can't connect with people in the way I need to when there are so many and so many relationships to like be keeping track of at the same time. I think... Um, Our roommate group last year, Audrey and I were roommates. We had two other roommates in an apartment last year, and I preferred hanging out with all three of you individually as opposed to, like, as a roommate group. Mm -hmm. Like, the four of us would really never go out and do stuff together. Yeah. But I would go out and do stuff with each of you individually, and that is so wonderful. Um, Obviously, I'm, I'm still so close with all of you, and those are really, really meaningful relationships to me but if we were to all do something as a group I think those relationships wouldn't be 
as valuable or fulfilling? That is so funny because I, on the other hand, like always craved that like let's do something as a roommate group type of thing and like it just didn't happen it wasn't the dynamic of our apartment um but I sometimes find that those one-on-ones like if it's with someone I'm friends with but like I, I don't know like this so this isn't true for everyone but I sometimes feel like it's too intense like, it's too much pressure on me to, like, be enough for that person. Whereas in a group setting, sometimes I'm, like, more in the spotlight and taking up room in the conversation. And then other times I can withdraw a little more and let other people fill in the missing gaps for me. And, like, I just feel like it's having, like, all of that person's attention or having that person's attention all on me is like really overstimulating it makes me nervous that's what makes me retreat okay so we're gonna cut it off there i don't think we're any closer to defining friendship per se but i know as audrey and i finish up our college career and head out into the world having these kinds of conversations and reflecting on the kinds of friendships we need and want in our lives will be more important than ever um yeah so that's all for this week's episode make sure you check out our instagram at wayfinding podcast for more content and updates thank you so much for listening we hope you'll join us next time when we continue our navigation